Welcome back to the Shot Pod. My name is Alex Souza, Assistant Athletic Director for Digital Initiatives here at Coastal Carolina University. This week, we are talking to Paul Hogan, the head coach of the women's soccer program here at CCU, multiple coach of the year winner in the Big South, has taken the shots just one game away from Sunbelt Championships uh, in the Sunbelt tournaments and is looking this year to bring back a strong core. Got to replace some, some quality seniors, but a strong core back to the pitch and take on the 2020 season. The women's soccer team is the first team to get going in the fall for really most schools across the country. So we are excited to get them back on the field. That will mean things are kicking back up here at Coastal in terms of athletics. We hit a wide range of topics from the quarantine, what he and his family have been doing to some social issues. Paul's program has been at the forefront of the Play With Pride movement within college soccer. And we also talked about what is going on in our country these days and what he is learning from his student athletes. It's a great conversation. I only used a little bit of the soccer jargon that Paul and I usually talk with. So you guys should be able to get ready, get primed for a great 2020 season of women's soccer. We'll talk to you on the other side. All right, coach, first of all, uh, how are you and the family doing? Uh, how has been uh, the, the quarantine with, with those two crazy kids in there? Uh, it's, it's been long, you know, like I, I can tell you, like I have a much better appreciation for uh, teachers who are with my two children every day. Um, you, you know, it's just, I guess seeing them having struggle with being isolated really was, was interesting. Uh, now that you, you really just realize they need the social interaction on a daily basis. Um, you know, we stayed at home. We were, I mean, I, I ran more than I did drive in both March and April and even May. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, we were home a lot. We just hung out and, you know, we did the schoolwork with the kids during the day. We kept them, we got, we have them be pretty active. They're pretty active kids anyway, but we got mm -hmm. them up and had them run or bike with me while I was running just to keep them, you know, physical activity going and, and get their mind, um, away from being in the house all day. You know, uh, we're fortunate. We live in the South. The weather's nice. So we can be outside and I have a good sized backyard. So we were on a trampoline. We were playing soccer. We were, we were out quite a bit. Um, but it, it wasn't easy. And, and I, and to be honest, I give my wife all the credit. She did all the homeschooling for the most part and she was a rock star. So I just had to do it. Uh, I did a honey do list and, uh, I try to accomplish my chores for sure. There you go. Um, did both, both you and, and your wife, Allie are, are involved. Obviously you're involved in soccer, but Allie is as well. Um, what's it like trying to coach those two boys when you're their parents? I know that that can be a struggle. My dad never coached me. Yeah. So my, Allie coaches my youngest at his okay. team. Um, and you know, and it's hard. It's, you're always harder on your own kid than, than anybody else. Um, and you demand more from that person. So I think, you know, Allie always said that her frustrations were always around Carrie because she'd demand more and, and he's more social, just social kid. Mm -hmm. we're, we're Declan's definitely more like focused. And to be honest, I don't, I, we train him in the backyard, Declan once in a while, but I don't do a lot with him just because he does it by himself. You know, I'll go in the backyard and he's running, kicking the ball around, you know, he'd be juggling and kicking. We've got a big, huge net and goal in the backyard and he's always out there. Um, and I try to stay, stay away from, you know, he's a much different player than I was. He's a real creative, real shifty little player. So I don't try to mess with him too much. I just want him <laughs> out there working on his game and, 
you know, we don't have video games at our house. So our kids are, are kind of forced to be outside. And, um, you know, it was at the end of the day during quarantine, they're all their work is online. So they're on an right. you know, iPad every day. So I wanted them away from technology at some level. So we go in the backyard and play and, you know, jump, jump on a trampoline for a bit, go for a run, get in the bike or whatever. But we, we try to keep them pretty active. So that was the goal of, of trying to keep them from fighting with each other, fighting with us, and, and, and getting some, something productive done during the break. Yeah, for sure. Um, on, the, on the coastal side with the women's soccer program, what were like kind of those early action items when kind of all these dominoes started to fall and, you know, it was kind of spring break when things were shutting down, so not everyone was on campus. It was all phone and email and text. So what were kind of those early main concerns with, with taking care of your student athletes early on? You know, you know, it was crazy because we, our kids from all over the world, right? And mm -hmm. all over the, the country. So just getting them to figure out where they were, make sure they're safe. You know, as you start hearing, okay, there'll be a week. Then, then another and a week later, you're going two weeks. And then <laughs> you start realizing this is not going to be just a week or two. So kind of sorting them out and make sure that they're, they're keeping up with their, because our kids are good students academically. Yes. So yes. make sure they're doing what they should be doing with their teachers, communicating with their professors and, and make sure they're they're not dropping or falling behind. Um, and then you have the, just the little things of like our girls went home on spring break with no with no clothes outside of what they're having for spring break. Mm. You know, so we had girls with cars were here and trying to figure out how to get them back, how to get their stuff to them, or how do we collect gear? Like our team has their, all their own gear, so how do we collect it all? And um, so we've trusted the girls to keep their own stuff for the summer, and, and when they get back, you know, go, kind of go through it all and make sure we have an inventory. But it was. You know, it was a it was a challenge, something that we've never had to deal with in sports. And um, you, you know, that you worry about their their mental well being. You know, being at home was listen. These kids go to college, they go to college, and all of a sudden they're back in their parents' house. And yeah. you know, some kid, you know, so that was hard. And, and making sure, you know, we had some kids going cruises, and we're coming back off a cruise, which is which was sketchy anyway at that time right. period. Uh, we had girls who had to go back, who left the country to go back home. You know, so a lot of little pieces where we're trying to deal with um but our girls are, are really good with communication and they kind of let me know where they were they were safe and and you know they were in a good place so um we were fortunate that we had that kind of access with them um you know and then and then trying to set up the rest of the semester for them and let them know what it was what it was going to look like was you know it was always changing so we, we had to constantly evolve as, as a group and, and and change what we we're doing and you know we had some ideas that we were trying to do soccer wise you know, implementing new stuff this spring and all of a sudden that's all gets thrown out the window a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, strength condition wise, coach Woods is ready to get after him in the weight room. And all of a sudden we get to back off that because they're at home. Most mm -hmm. of our kids, the gyms weren't open most places. So it, it's been a very, um, just unique opportunity to kind of like, honestly, it forces us to grow a bit as coaches to get out of our comfort zone of just on the field stuff. And, you know, zoom calls are, are all well and good. Just not, it's not like being around your players on a daily basis. Right. Um, and the kids are probably zoomed out with between classes and everything else. So it's, it's been a unique situation for sure. Yeah. That was, that was one thing I kind of notched down. I mean, usually whether the, you know, internally you have it all figured out or not, that's what you project as a coach that you, you have this plan laid out and this is what we're going to do, whether it's on the field or, you know, training and, and food and all that stuff. And what was it like for you personally, where normally you have the plans for the girls to, to do everything, but now you 
kind of making it up as you go along too. Yeah. You know, I'll be, we have had two, you know, we've had a couple of hurricanes in the past, right? So those things have really kind of benefited us in this regard that our kids are pretty, um, used to changing plans, you know, like, and they've got to go with the flow a little bit. So as it started happening, you know, we, the kids were away for spring break. So then we started getting more information. We started telling them. So we started to evolve and change weekly, basically what our plans were going to be. And the kids rolled with it. You know, they, they didn't complain. They didn't, it just is what it was, you know, like there's not much you can do about it. Um, you know, so it, it forced us to do a couple of different things we weren't used to. And listen, like all coaches, we like to be, planners and have everything organized and be on top of our game. Um, but we got to be honest, hey, girls, I have no idea what's going to happen next week. Like, mm-hmm. I literally have no idea what's going to change in this pandemic. You know, are we going to, you know, so still, like, there's still no official NCAA start date that they've given us that's, that's, that has changed, you know. So we're still playing things by ear. And, um, you know, you get more information from the school. So it's it's week by week that we're trying to communicate with our kids and, um, and then we have, there's so many different issues. You know, you have kids who are here who are trying to graduate. We have kids who had internships. We're trying to get those done, which got scrapped a little bit. They didn't deal with recruits who are coming on campus, you know, or kids who are trying to recruit to come on campus. You have your kids who are coming this fall who they missed their high school senior, senior year, their prom, their graduation. Right. So you're dealing with so many different groups of kids that are all going in different directions. And um, just to kind of, maybe give them, you know, at least the kids coming in, we're trying to give them something to look forward to. Right. The kids who are here and are, are maybe on the, their one foot out the door, like our seniors, um, try to help them in that process of, of getting an internship, finishing that out. How do you go, best go about doing that? Um, one of our girls, Ari, is in the Walls Fellow Program. Well, they stayed here. They quarantined here together and they oh. did their group project here. So, like, just interacting with different kids, we had other kids who, stayed here as well and did some different things until basically the semester ended. Right. So just trying to be as flexible as possible and asking our kids to be flexible. And um, like I said, in years past, when we were gone for like 22 or 23 days with the one hurricane, mm-hmm. our kids kind of got used to that. And, uh, you know, proud of how they've handled it and how they, you know, I'd never heard anybody complain. There was no um, like negativity. So they just rolled with it, you know, and I think that's uh, it says a lot about our team and, and the kids we have in our program. Yeah, they've they've always been great. That's really cool about Ari and the the Walls Fellow program. We might have to yeah. talk to her. That that's awesome. Um, on on the lighter side of of quarantine, before we move on to some other topics, um, you know, everyone's kind of had a chance to look back on memories, whether it's you know on ESPN playing all the old games and stuff like that, or just time to to think about some stuff. What are some of your favorite memories, either from coaching or your playing days um, from the game of soccer? <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny that we, we've had a bunch of Zoom calls, right? With So I've done some Zoom calls with our alumni, like some happy hour alumni calls, yeah. which, have been, which have been fun, and talking to them and asking them what their favorite memories were. So, you know, here at, at Coastal, like a couple different phases, when I first got here, we had a really, really tough first year. And then, you know, the next couple of years, beating teams that we hadn't beaten before, beating High Point, you know, here, our second year, which they beat us pretty handily the first year. Um, then going to the Sun Belt and, and, you know, going to two conference championship games in the tournament, which is pretty awesome. And then I talked to even my, my girls from back in the day when I was at Colorado and, you know, re- reliving, you know, big 12 championship runs, you know, we won a regular season championship and then we lost in the conference tournament twice as well. So just talking to those girls and, and, and then even my teammates in college, this is a long 
long time ago, but talking to them and, and you know, one of, one of my uh, friends on Facebook put a picture or video of a high school game. This is 1989. Oh, wow. Um, uh, which was hilarious it was, it was actually from the news station. It was like actually a proper video and it was, it was just hilarious. And it just got all of us back on a, on a call together, but we haven't talked to each other probably in a long time. And so you're right. It, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're at home and you're, you're trying to think of ways to have some social interaction. So for us, it was via zoom it was via Facebook messenger or whatever. And um, so that was fun connecting with people. Maybe I haven't talked to in a bit because literally you're home and they're home and there's, you can only do so much work during the course of the day. So that kind of allowed us to reconnect with some different people and, and kind of laugh at some of the old stories we always, we always laugh at. And so that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's some fun stuff. Um, now kind of before we move on to, to talk about the team and, and head on to the field, um, your team has always in your program has always been involved in the community. Uh, it's a very diverse group of student athletes. Um, you know, you've supported various social issues, including like one of the leaders in really the country. I mean, you, you won an award with the play with pride, um, week last, last year. Um, has there been discussion with it within the team and, um, kind of maybe even within your family about what's been happening across the country with, uh, the black lives matter movement and, and other issues that are being uh, brought forward? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think people can't talk about it, you know, and listen, for, for me, I was quiet for a bit because I, I didn't know how to process it all, you know, like, and I had a zoom call last week with um, our players, our team about it. And we talked with, we had Colin um, Stevens who played basketball at, at coastal. Mm-hmm. He married Laura Stevens who played soccer at, at coastal before my time, but I had Colin come over to my house and we kind of facilitated a call to kind of um, talk about it and just be, open and it was awkward, you know, like, it, like those things are, because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great to hear our kids perspective. Um, you know, I'm proud of our kids. Like we've got some girls who are, who are, you know, Ari, you know, Caden, those kids, Santana, all our, all our kids are, are good, good people. And they were very proactive and they're out protesting. They're, you know, they're, they're doing what they should be doing, um, on behalf of their community. And I hundred percent support them and, and, support the movement. You know, we have a pretty diverse team. Uh, I've always believed that variety is the spice of life. So you want kids in your team from different backgrounds, different cultures. And listen, I learn as much from them as, as they may learn from me on the field. I learn off the field things, you know, like I, I learn from them how they feel because the reality is we get caught up in our, in our job, in our, in our coaching and, and wins and losses and performance and all those things. And we try to, to talk to our kids on, on a monthly basis, weekly basis, and just chat with them. But most times you don't bring up awkward conversations unless something happens. That's a, that's a negative. Right. So it, it forced me to look inside myself and say, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough for the kids of color in our team to, to promote a good atmosphere? And I, and I think we do. Um, but I think we can do more, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the goal that I have set forth for our program is to, is to make sure that everybody feels welcome in our program. They feel comfortable that they can talk about anything. Um, and you know, my dad and both my uncles are New York city cops. So I come from a background that's pretty police heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my neighborhood's cops, firemen in New York, pretty blue collar people. Um, you know, I actually reached out to one of our alumni, Amber Adams, who played for us. Her brother's, you know, she's African-American. Her brother's a state trooper in New Jersey. Oh. Asked his perspective on, on the whole thing. So I really talked to a lot of different people to kind of just to see what they were feeling. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then our girls were great. You know, Coach Wood was on, and, and that's probably the most emotional I've heard her talk about anything, uh, which was awesome for me to hear because I, we love Coach Woods. And for her to talk and be so open, you know, she showed how vulnerable she was, which is trust. You know, like she opened up to us, and I, I thought that was – I was honored that she, she did that for our program. And um, so did other kids. You know, Ari, Ari is fantastic. Um, Cameron, Caden, they were really, really good. They, they, they spoke well. They, they, they gave us some good insights. Because again, I, I don't know how, how they're feeling. And I thought Colin was fantastic. He facilitated the conversation. And I kind of just sat back and listened, really. Um, and I asked the girls, do, do you want me to come up with a, a statement on behalf of the program? I said, do you want you guys to do it? And they said, well, why don't you write something up first and send it to us? I did. And, and they were like, that, that looks good they made some minor adjustments here and there, but you know, they, they believed it. And I think the best thing that I heard from them, um, you know, Ari and Caden said they, they, they hundred percent believe what I, what I wrote and they were, and they believe that we were all on board on that. So that, that made me feel good that we were, that we're moving. But now it, like my fear in this whole situation and everything, even with, when I told the girls was that everybody's social media warriors right now, they put stuff on social media and then, then they forget about it in, in two months. Well, what can we do, you know, to, to keep this fresh in our minds and still talk about it and, um, and bring things up? Because you know, to be honest, all, the, all of our white kids, they don't, it was awkward for them. They didn't know what to say. So they didn't right. say anything. And it was good for Ari to say, listen, it's better if you guys say something to us, you know, a, a quick text like, hey, we love you. We're thinking about you. That matters more so than anything else. So again, our, our kids had a good conversation. I was proud of them. I'm proud of our group. And, you know, my job is now to keep, keep talking about these things, bring it up and, and see what we can do as a team um, to make sure that it doesn't kind of just fall by the wayside. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, we have something else like this happen and we, and we go through the same thing. You know, I want it to be something where it's uh, truly like a movement, you know, like it is a movement I, and it's cool to see. Um, and I want this to continue forward because listen, and I've got two little boys, right? And the hardest conversation I had was my eight-year-old. He said, dad, did this really happen? And I had to sit down and tell him what happened. And it was, it was hard. It was awkward. And, um, but it was good for him to hear it. And he's been around these girls every day. You know, like they're around them in the, they come to the house for team dinners and we do stuff at our house all the time. So like, I feel grateful that my two boys are around strong women, mm-hmm. you know, strong, strong women of color, strong white women, and they're around strong people. And I think there couldn't be anything better for boys to grow up knowing that women can do anything, you know? And so that to me is, is the biggest thing that, that I like about our program that everybody's welcome in my house, you know? So it, it was a good conversation and I hope to have more of those as we continue to develop this program. Yeah. I think one, one thing you said that's, that's important and, and that I've thought about in, in my unit as well is we may foster a, a good environment, but it's probably more of a neutral way of doing it as opposed yeah. to being proactive. Um, so that, that's important. I think for us as leaders of you with the program and myself and other people, you know, other coaches and, and people that lead student athletes, student workers, just anyone really, um, is to be more proactive as opposed to just neutral and, um, yeah, being able to kind of push forward as opposed to just stay the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the hard part is the hard part is figuring out ways to do it that you, that you can, that we can do it. We can talk about it, but I, we want you know, like everybody else, they want, people want action. So we're going to hopefully find some ways and and we'll do that in preseason camp, how we can do it as a group and, and hopefully move forward.
Very cool. And, and you mentioned preseason. So let, let's head to the field. Um, what do you see? Obviously it's tough to see it in, in the spring through zoom calls, but um, what's the outlook on a, on a 2020 year that, that will be unlike any other you've probably coached. Yeah. You know, you know I, I, like it is still up in the air, you know, and, and the, the, the reality for a lot of times when we play these, like these big schools, we played Duke this year. Those kids come back early. They're there for two months. You know, played South Carolina at Clemson last year. They're there all summer. So those, the big schools have such a head start on us. You know, it's crazy. So I think this this fall or that might change a little bit. There might be a little bit more. Um, the gap might have closed as far as that goes. Sure. You know, I always feel like they're when we play these teams in a non-conference, they're already eight weeks in and we're two weeks in. Right. You know, and it's such a massive advantage for, the, for those schools. So we hope that you know, and we've got to take a long look at how we train in preseason because our kids are not going to be where they should be physically based on being home and not being in the weight room for, you know, all of March, all of April. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we, we've got to do different. We've got to think differently. We've got to think outside the box a little bit. Um, I like our group. We've got a big freshman class coming in. And, um, you know, for me, the spring was about like, how can we get like, our culture better? How can we make our culture a bit better and do stuff with the leadership? And all of a sudden we were doing weekly, uh, we have a professor on campus, Marcus Dow, who was in our sports psychology department, exercise science, and um, he works with our team. And all of a sudden we, had, we were having weekly meetings with him and all of a sudden gone. <laughs> so we go home. And, and so now we've had to do some stuff via Zoom and, and have some leadership type meetings with him. And, and it's been good, but it's been hard to do when you're not face to face. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still think we're, we're getting some stuff across. We've, you know, listen, I've had plenty of time to, to do webinars, to do listen and try to prove myself. There's been plenty of ways I can do that, which I think we have. Um, but now it's, it's getting our kids back. Hopefully they're, they come back in great shape. Um, and then us easing them into the season and then getting ready for our, our, our conference slate, which is different than it's ever been before as well. True. Very true. And, and you mentioned uh, some of the leadership stuff you were working on. Um, who are you looking to, to step into that type of role? Because, you know, Kylie, Gabby, some of those other seniors moving on, they were, they were vocal. And then you have folks like, like Mackenzie Cherry, who kind of leads by example and Caden the same and, and Sonny kind of all. Yep. Sonny, Sonny talks a little more than the other two a little bit, but um, you know, who are you looking to, to step into those roles on the leadership side? Well, I, I think like, so we've, we've got kind of like a leadership group right now and it's some seniors. We got a bunch of seniors in that group, our entire junior class, which is for the, for those kids. Cause I think they're like the junior classes, they're like lead by example type kids. They're yeah. workers. They're like, they're hard. They're, they're the most fit of any class we've had, you know? So I think they do um, the work they put in the work They're They're always near the top fitness um, so I think when people, when new players come in, they, they'll just automatically relate to those kids. They see how hard they work. Right. Um, and then you have a, like we have a Santana Presley, who's a, who's a young one. Yeah. Uh, who I think is going to be fantastic for us in the next couple of years. Um, I think, you know, her first year was a bit of a, a shock transition wise, just being away from home and all that. Mm -hmm. but she had a great year. And I think she'll, I think she took major strides in the spring. You know, even from day one, we got back, she was a lot better. So I think she'll make some strides. But then you have your seniors, you've got Sunny, who's, you know, she's a bit older. She's a bit, she's probably the most mature player. Mm -hmm. um, you've got Ari Monroe, who I, I expect some big things out of. You know, she's a smart kid. She's thoughtful. 
Um, she's matter of fact, like, you know, this is what she wants. She's pretty much black and white as far as right and wrong, which I love about her. Um, you got Gibbsy, Mackenzie Gibbs, who's a, yeah. who's a kid that, that we expect some big things from as well. So it's going to be a collective effort by, by our team, but I think we've got really good members, you know, like Carol White, Carol Weiss is a kid that's going to be a, a, a good leader and everybody will have a different part of leadership, I guess, you know, some mm -hmm. kids are like, I look at Braylee Jones, like I'm hoping her, her soccer on the field picks up for her, but she's a glue person. She kind of connects yeah. the team together and she's always smiling. She's one of the happiest kids there is. And I think she binds the group, you know, core wise, which, which we need. And, and on the, in terms of your style of play, so that that's obviously leadership is important, but you know, you guys have always been one that, you know, you like to play a little bit, and, yeah. you know, and to use a, to use a soccer term, but you know, you, you move the ball around the fields a lot more. It's less direct. So although you can be directed, do you mold that based on kind of just what you've gone through in, in your coaching or is it due to the players? Cause someone like Sunny, that's what she can do. And, you know, a lot of the other players, but do you look at each roster each year and, and switch it a little bit or, or try to get a, them to a little play? bit? You know, a little bit. So I think what we saw as, as, as we looked at our, our group um, going forward, I, you know, I think we we're going to be pretty athletic. So we want to, we want to be, and I'm, I'm saying this term very loosely, but we want to be like a, like a Liverpool type team, like a pressing type team and, and really yeah. get after teams. So um, that's the goal because I think we can utilize, you know, again, and even more so with this pandemic and, and seeing where the kids come back, you know, I think the way they play, well, the way we'll utilize how they play is use a lot of bodies, a lot of players, mm -hmm. just based on, I don't know if kids will able to go 90 minutes at a high level, you know, on a Friday and a Sunday. I just don't think they can do that. But if right. we've got, you know, like say six, seven forwards who can all give us time, that'll help. And you can, I think we can all get kids to work hard, um, to be committed to working hard. I think that's what we want to get to. And yes, we value the ball. We want the ball. We want to, we want to knock around. We want to keep it, you know, once we get it, but we want to, our identity is going to be kind of based off of how high we press, you know, and the intensity in which we press. And then can we convert that to goals? Can we convert that to, to goal scoring opportunities up the field? Mm -hmm. um, if we win in our half, Hey, let's, um, we're not going to just whack it deep. We're going to, we're going to try to pit play at that point. You know, I think we've got really good crafty midfield players next year. Um, I'm excited about the group. I think we've got good players. Um, but there's gonna be a lot of kids who haven't played in a long time either. You know, there's kids yeah. who, um, you know, some of the freshmen last year maybe didn't play as much. We're going to play a lot this spring. Well, we lose all the spring games, right? All the kids coming in, they haven't played since, you know, February, March. So, you know, they'll be pretty rusty, you know, but hopefully we can get, we can kind of get rid of that in preseason. Yeah. That that's, I didn't even think of that. Obviously the, the preseason getting games in, but then, I mean, there's no, there's no cups in the summer, no, no state cups, no nothing like that, yeah. where a lot of people are playing at a high level because they're playing like kind of their last, their last hurrah with club yeah. team. And now they don't, they don't have that coming in that. So that'll, that'll be interesting, but maybe that can even things out. Like you said before with, with some of the bigger schools and also that, that press could even things out too, where you kind of force that's a team that's not ready to go. Yeah. You know, we, we, like I said, I think if we can, if our kids come back fit, we can get them to work hard. And if we can work hard, like hard work travels, it travels and it's good in the home, it's good on the road. 
Um, so I think if we can be a hardworking team, you're hard to beat. You know, and anytime you're hard to beat, teams got to have got to win games. They can't rely on you to lose it. So if we can be a team that they've actually got to come out and beat us, well, then fair. If a team beats us, they beat us. You know, like we've played some games where teams have been better than us, but we've played games too where we've lost games and it's not been based on other teams. It's, it's been based on what we, we didn't do, you know. So we, our kids talk about finishing games, finishing practices, finishing drills. Like we finish things at a, at a better rate, at a more intense rate. So that's what we're looking for. Very cool. Well, coach, thank you for your time today. Obviously a wide ranging uh, conversation, but uh, I appreciate it. And, and we'll talk to you hopefully pretty soon here on campus. Yeah. Hopefully in the next week or so. Be great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Alex. Right. I appreciate your time. Really good stuff from coach Hogan there. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. And we can't wait for the 2020 season to get rolling and get the team out there in August. Next week, we'll be talking to Teron Jackson, of the Coastal Carolina football team. Talk about how those voluntary workouts and all the process that we're doing to keep our football team and staff safe, how that's going, how excited he is to get back out on the teal turf with his teammates. So until next time, we'll talk to you later, Teal Nation.